0: We are 16 weeks through the NFL season, and the playoff picture in both conferences could not be cloudier. So we're here to clear it all up for you on today's episode of Locked On NFL.
1: You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Locked On NFL Podcast. It is good to be back here with you all on Tuesday with Ross Jackson. I am Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. You can find Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola at Locked On Saints, where I'm sure Locked On Saints will be very sad after the Monday Night Ian Book debacle. You can find me being equally sad on Locked On Vikings. Just two sad dudes talking about teams who will make the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> oh come on, oh, sad days. <laughs> oh come on. All right. So today we're doing. Uh, Playoff scenarios, the the playoff picture with two weeks left becomes something that our brains can like synthesize. So let's talk about it. Um, All the divisions, the ones that are still up for grabs, at least the wildcard spots and all of that. We'll start with the AFC. We'll do the NFC. And then we'll talk a little bit about kind of the, the texture of the league as things develop heading into the winter. So let's start with the AFC. The AFC playoff picture is... Not that unclear. So uh, Kansas City has the West. They've already clinched that. They got the one seed sole possession at 11 and four. Then you have Tennessee sole possession of the two seed at 10 and five. They are in charge of the AFC South. One win from the Titans, one loss from the Colts means the Titans win the South. But technically, they could still lose out. The Colts could still win out in the last two weeks. So that's the texture of that. Uh, The AFC North is wild. The Bengals currently have possession of uh, first place in the AFC North, but Three of the five remaining games involving AFC North teams are interdivisional battles. <laughs> so they're all going to play each other and beat each other up. And whoever comes out on top of that is is uh, the winner. Bengals have the advantage there. And then you have Buffalo in the four seed. They are competing with New England. They're both nine and six, but uh, Buffalo has the tiebreaker. So you kind of have a situation who does better down the stretch there. So that's the division leaders. And then in the wild card, you have India and New England in the fifth and sixth seeds, respectively, at nine and six. And then you have this huge glut of teams vying for the seventh seed. You have eight and seven Miami, eight and seven Baltimore, eight and seven Los Angeles Chargers, eight and seven Raiders. Um, All of those teams are tied. Miami has the tiebreaker right now after their Monday night win. So after starting one and seven, they're actually sitting in playoff position two weeks away from the end of the regular season, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But there it is. There's the scenario. Yeah, we were very excited about the
0: Miami Dolphins when they climbed their way back to 500 uh, after a little bit of a win streak there. They have now dropped seven games in a row, turned around and won seven games in a row, and are now firmly entrenched to the seventh seed Never happened before. with those tiebreakers. It's absolutely nuts. And speaking of those tiebreakers right now within the AFC, the big one to really keep an eye out on are the ones within the uh, the divisional round, or excuse me, within the wildcard uh, spots, of course. You have Indianapolis, who has their tiebreaker over um, New England right now because they're technically tied at nine and six, mm-hmm. but New England is above them at nine and six because they have the head-to-head, and then Miami is coming out on top of all those eight and seven teams right now, which has a little bit to do with strength of victory, has a little bit to do with interconference um, or or you know wins within the conference, all of that. So mm-hmm. it's just this big sort of amalgamation there. The uh, AFC North, as you mentioned, is going to be really interesting to watch. Top team with the Cincinnati Bengals at nine and six. Bottom team with the Cleveland Browns at seven and eight. So every one of those teams is still in striking mm-hmm. distance of a potential playoff spot there. But I got a lot of I got a lot of faith in the Cincinnati Bengals and the former LSU guys over there. Go Tigers. Uh, when it comes <laughs> down to it, uh, when you look at the uh, Miami Dolphins, who right now have the seventh spot, they actually have. At the moment, about a uh, about a nineteen percent chance of making the playoffs, according to ESPN's FPI, after their win against the New Orleans Saints, and I think. A lot of folks are going to kind of hedge against the Miami Dolphins based upon the win against the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football because of how banged up the Saints were. I saw somebody tweet out about the different quarterbacks they played over the course of the seven-game win streak. But correct me if I'm wrong here, Luke. I think that the Miami Dolphins are passing the eye test in a way that makes me still very confident in them despite the the, the opponents they've gone up against.
1: Yeah, if you've been listening to Locked on NFL all season, you know the Tuesday show is a couple of Miami Dolphins fans. We've been on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe in Brian Flores. I think you believe in Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the turnaround, you could kind of tell it was real, even though it was... Well, I don't know. I mean, it started out with like a Lamar Jackson win. And it was like, right. wait, this team might have something, even though they're three and seven. So I don't know, they beat up the Ravens pretty well and they like out schemed and totally hard countered the Ravens. That was a really impressive showing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you shouldn't discount it just because of the games that came after But yeah, they had to play like Zach Wilson a couple times and they got like a, an Ian book game here. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's hard to win seven of those in a row. You, yeah. you, there's no cupcakes in the NFL. Even a COVID ravaged team is still made of people who are college all stars, right? Mm-hmm. Like, It's there's there's no gimme in the NFL. I I have a really difficult time going item by item and discounting like a third of the Dolphins season. And the way that they played on Monday night was good. It was just they did things right. They executed well. they were disciplined and they had some mistakes. Of course, the Saints were a mess across from them with the in book and all that. Um, But they to me, they looked like a team that could give somebody a run. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and basically, the Miami Dolphins. What they're looking at doing is winning out, and if they can win out, then they're in the playoffs. That's their big thing. They do not have. They do, yeah, exactly. They do not have the easiest schedule ahead of them. They've got the Tennessee Titans next week, and then the week after to close out. They have the New England Patriots, both of which may still be vying for playoff positioning, Mm -hmm. if nothing else. So So watch for the Chargers. Anybody? Yeah, watch for Baltimore. Watch for the Chargers. Watch for the Raiders to potentially be able to jump in in terms of a three-way tiebreaker if Miami begins to uh, drop off here over the next couple of weeks. But all three of those other teams, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and and Baltimore, all have a realistic shot at also getting into the
1: playoffs here. I'm super intrigued by the Browns because, mm-hmm. look, the, the Browns are in last place in the AFC North right now at 7-8. and eight. And you would think that that's like a death knell, but hear me out. They play the Steelers and, Brown- and Bengals, so uh-huh. they can personally hand each of those teams a loss and-, and guarantee that they get a spot back on those guys if they win out, right? Yep. The other game the Bengals plays against Kansas City, that's mm-hmm. a tough one. The Ravens have the Los Angeles Rams, which would be pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And if that game correct me if I'm wrong here, but if the Chiefs win and the Ravens win and the Browns win out, mm-hmm. The Browns win the division. Isn't that insane?
0: Like even, and that's that's regardless of the the result of the Steelers and uh, Baltimore Ravens game. Correct, week that game today. no longer matters. Does not matter at all. The Browns
1: could actually still win the AFC North and be the fourth yes. seed. <laughs> and be the fourth seed, and then play. yeah, that, like that's uh, the AFC North is wild, and it's yeah.
0: very fun. Yeah, and it should be noted that if that happens, the Bengals don't make the playoffs at all. In that scenario.
1: Yeah. That, that Bengals-Browns game becomes playoff spot or go home. Like that all Ohio game that is kind of a forgettable, like regular season, whatever game and has been for years and years and years, mm-hmm. suddenly becomes a playoff game. How fun is that?
0: It's insane. It's awesome. It's awesome. AFC North is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the AFC North is absolutely nuts. And the entire NFC, to an extent, is also absolutely nuts. We're going to get mm-hmm. into the NFC playoff picture here as we continue on with this episode of Locked On NFL.
1: Thank you all so much for making Lockdown NFL your first listen every single day. And make sure to check out the ultimate college football playoff preview 2021. We got local experts, betting advice, draft analysis, the most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins, and it is live right now, this week. So go check that out um, on your favorite podcast app. It is a separate podcast feed, so go search that out. So let's talk about the NFC. The NFC is a little more straightforward because three divisions are already wrapped. The Green Bay Packers have the NFC North. The Buccaneers have the NFC South. Dallas has the NFC East. The only division in question is the uh, NFC West. Both LA and Arizona are in already. They both clinched playoff spots. It's just a matter of who gets the home game. And right now, Los Angeles controls it. But if LA goes one and one down the stretch and the Cardinals win out, the Cardinals get the division. Easier said than done because the Cardinals have uh, a, an, a road game at Dallas and then they have to play the Seahawks who have always been really weird with mm-hmm. those games have always been like weird regardless of which team is good and which team is bad. So difficult ask for the Cardinals right now. They're kind of behind the eight ball, but that's it. And then the wild card is two spots between whoever does better of uh, Minnesota, New Orleans, Philadelphia, San Francisco. And I believe I just... Uh, named them in reverse order of where they currently stand in the rankings. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be San Francisco and Philly right now, who are currently in 6-7, and seven, and then
0: New Orleans and Miami. Excuse me, New Orleans and Minnesota are on the outside there. If I, I could tell you, just from my own personal experience, New Orleans, if they went out, and if San Francisco were to drop, let's say, their Week 17 game, or Week 18 game, rather, to the uh, Los Angeles Rams, for instance, then that ends up putting New Orleans in a situation to where they could then get the 7th or 8th seed, regardless, excuse me, 7th or seventh sixth seed, regardless of what else happens around them. Uh, Minnesota could win out in that situation if Philly were to drop a game in that Mm -hmm. case. And all of a sudden, both Minnesota and New Orleans would be in the playoffs as the sixth and seventh seed. So it's a really, it's another one of those moments where you just have like a big hodgepodge of different things that could potentially happen at nine and eight across all of these teams or worst case scenario for one of these teams could potentially end up like eight and nine uh so yeah i i think that you know the bottom of the nfc is kind of wild we were talking a little bit about the top of the nfc west right now fpi over at espn gives the uh gives the los angeles rams a 72.6 percent chance to win yeah. the division 27.4 percent chance for arizona to win the division that's because like you mentioned arizona's got to win out and hope for an la mm-hmm. loss right
1: yeah, it's tough. They, they've got to get a game back on L.A., and there's only two weeks left, so it's always going to be really, really tough to do. Um, but since the NFC has a four-team race for one or two playoff spots... Mm-hmm. It's probably wise to go over just a quick rundown of what these tiebreakers are. So you you can yeah. kind of understand them. And y'all can do the math at home yourselves. So when there's three or more teams, it's a little weird. When there's two teams, you just go down the thing until you go down the list of things until you get one where there's a difference. When there's three teams, you do the same thing. But when you get down to two teams, like once you've eliminated other teams and get down to two, then you actually revert to the head-to-head. So you go like... If anybody is, you know, if there's a three way tie and anybody has swept the other two teams, then that team gets it. Then you go to conference games, common games, if you have enough strength of victor- victory, strength of schedule, way down the list, right? But let's say you've got San Francisco, Philly, New Orleans, Minnesota, and let's say they're all tied at nine and eight, a mm-hmm. possibility, right? Yep. Then you would actually go down the list to like uh, conference games, common games, or whatever. And once two of those teams are eliminated, um, let's say, you know, Philadelphia and uh, Minnesota are the only two teams left. Then you have a head to head tiebreaker between Philadelphia and Minnesota, as if those were the only two teams at nine and eight. So yeah. it gets really, really wonky and you don't have to memorize any of that. Just you can just let us tell you that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's whoever does better out of those four teams. There's two playoff spots to go around between them. Yeah, if you if you're a fan of any of those four teams, what your focus is, is can that team win out
0: through the rest of the season? That's what gives them the best chance to be able to get in. And then there's happenstance after that in terms of what happens with the other teams that are around them. Unfortunately, none of these four teams play against one another at the end of the season because the NFL schedule has sort of shifted over the past couple of years where everyone's wrapping up on divisional games, thinking of course, toward the idea that the divisional games are also conference games. And so those will impact those tiebreakers. And also sometimes you're still competing for the division like, the afc north for instance in which case those divisional games at the end become yeah. you know big time have carry big time implications like what we're seeing with with those teams over in the afc and so right now what you're hoping for for your favorite team is that they went out and then everything else that happens around them just kind of has to happen
1: yeah so to that end philly has two divisional games they've got uh washington and dallas so they got to win both of those washington is not looking great right now considering what dallas just did to them but also they have to play dallas and again divisional games can always get weird the vikings have to go to lambeau that's really tough but then they get the bears at home the saints have at falcons and then uh panthers yeah they're home at carolina and then they're on the road to atlanta Oh yeah, I got that mixed up. But that seems like the easiest one of all of these. San Francisco mm-hmm. does get the Texans at home, but then they have to travel to L.A. and, and beat the Rams, who might need that game. Right. So I feel like if if I were just trying, if if these teams were all O and O, and that's not exactly how it works because tiebreakers are different. But if these teams were all O and O, I feel like New Orleans and San Francisco have the easiest path here because both Philly and the Vikings have to play juggernaut teams in Dallas and Green yeah. Bay. Yeah, the big thing for San Francisco is going to be what is going to happen with
0: the Los Angeles Rams week 18, right? Does Arizona end up with a loss in week 17? They're going to be going up with the Dallas Cowboys, so it's, it's completely it's completely possible that arizona could lose in week 17 which would then make the week 18 game for los angeles as long as they won in week 17 up against the ravens less meaningful so then they could yeah, go to resting rest players people, there yeah mm-hmm. and that could open the door for a, a late san francisco win that ends up propelling them to a 10 and 7 season but
1: outside of that what you're really looking at is you know what else happens ancillary to these teams And who plays quarterback for Mm. these teams, especially New Orleans and San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo has an injured thumb that came out on Monday morning. Um, So is it going to be a Trey Lance thing? Who's going to play mm-hmm. for the Saints? You know, is dayson Hill going to be back in time for the game or whatever? All, all very interesting stuff to keep an eye out for. Yeah. And this is the complexion now, as
0: we look across the entire NFL beyond just the AFC and the NFC of what it is that could end up deciding some of these games that carry these huge playoff implications. And in some cases, things over the next two weeks may be entirely out of teams controls, as we have seen more and more over the course of these last couple of weeks. So we're going to talk about that and sort of those big storylines to follow in terms of what can decide these games and therefore these playoff positions as we wrap up today's episode of Locked On NFL. And if you're feeling good about the way that any of these teams are looking, you're feeling good about the, the, a, a team's playoff chances, even a player, or even a team's championship chances, a place Ooh. that you can go to go ahead and make some money off of that. I don't know about you, Luke, but I'm trying to rebound off the holiday spending. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, I'm hitting betonline.ag pretty hard over the course of these next Short couple the of Vikings. weeks
1: in the second quarter <laughs> always always we have like 15
0: <laughs> units on that this year <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it so if you're looking for a place to get on all of that action the best place to do it is over at betonline.ag fast easy and the best place simply to get it done they have an entirely redone uh, website and mobile device your website app as well and you can also get in on some of the live betting luke i know you love the live betting over love there the as well betting. Really cool, fun module as things shift all throughout a game. So go and check out betonline.ag. And if it's your first time there, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. It's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON over at BetOnline,
1: Online where the game starts. So to finish things out, Ross, we kind of have to talk about the COVID thing because it oh, is yeah. ravaging. To- I mean, your Saints just had to go play a game on, you know, nothing on air. The Rams had to do it. The Browns had to do it. Um, Baltimore, big Baltimore. Time. It's only gonna get worse. It seems. Maybe I'm just a pessimist about it, but I think we all have to emotionally prepare ourselves for a situation where we're watching a playoff game and a team's third string quarterback is tar- is starting it.
0: Yeah, it's it's really. It's gonna be very tough over the course of these next couple of weeks, right? it's not gonna to be tough to watch. I mean, it's 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 the NFL, it's football, like they're gonna play it up, it's gonna be a thing, you're gonna to wanna to watch it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But you know, the fact of the matter is that when you have over a hundred players going on this COVID reserve list on Monday, it's absolutely insane. And that's not that's not counting the you know 50 plus, 60 plus in some days, 40 plus in other days, 20 plus in other days that we've seen. Over the course of the last couple of weeks. Now, at some point, you're going to come out on the other end of this, right? And eventually, things are, you know, the numbers are going to start to decrease and the cases are going to start to decrease within the NFL and all of that. But I mean, for right now, this is outside of teams' control in terms of as long as they're following the protocols, right? As long as they're following the protocols, Mm -hmm. they're doing the things that they should be doing to keep the players safe and keep everybody safe within the facility. Even still, you run the risk of this happening and ravaging mm-hmm. your team. So you end up with games like we saw on Monday night, which is not to take away from any other any other team's victory of doing that. Like you said, no matter what, these are still NFL players that go out there. Like these are still guys on NFL rosters that are going out there yeah. and playing these games. But it does end up impacting, and will very likely end up impacting the way that some of these
1: playoff games are uh, played. Yeah, and I I think about the Rams a lot here because mm-hmm. what happened last year, right? With right uh they didn't have Jared Goff, John Walford went out, they actually won a game. Um and then like I, I just keep thinking of, you know, if if the playoff started today, you'd have San Francisco versus LA, divisional matchup in the wild card round. Really fun stuff. Can San Francisco's defense figure it out? Shanahan versus McVeigh, all, all these great storylines. And then you know the the on the eve of the game, Matthew Stafford goes on the COVID IR list. And oh my gosh, what are we gonna do now? It's John Walford, and it just kind of takes the air out of it. And maybe not—I nah, don't know. John Walford's kind of hype, but yeah, it, it, we get excited about some John Walford. Yeah, maybe there's something to that too, right? We're all NFL fans; we can talk ourselves into anything. We all watched, <laughs> you know, the like fourth quarter of a preseason game this year. Nobody is beyond sin, right? <laughs> <laughs> we've all been here before. We've all watched this, and we've all enjoyed yeah. it, right? And made ourselves enjoy it. And but I don't—you watched Ian Book. Like
0: yeah, I watched things. four quarters we'll watch of Ian it. Book on Monday Night Football. You know what we'll I mean? Do it. Like, <laughs> these are things you know, and and a you know, and a practice squad offensive line and and receivers that I've been able to catch all season and everything. And so you know, it's it's one of those things where like no matter what, like the product is going to be. Something that people are going to want to watch and that we're all going to want to see and all of that, but there are going to be things that could potentially impact these games. And some of it comes down to the COVID stuff. Some of it is like the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, to where you just don't know what exactly is 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 how long these you know injuries and things like that are really going to impact. You know, if the Saints were to get into the playoffs, you're probably going in with Taysom Hill, who is still dealing with the the, the mallet finger. Uh, situation mm-hmm. and still has the top of one of one of his fingers on his throwing hand taped he's got a plantar fascia tear like there's all of these things that could potentially end up becoming the deciding factor for a team to either make the playoffs or not make the playoffs or when in the playoffs be victorious versus losing and being eliminated from the playoffs and uh, some of it comes down to a balance of making sure that you're taking care of yourselves as players and that the team is taking care of themselves but you also might see playoff games get decided by who manages a contagious virus better than others you know what i mean like it's going to be very interesting
1: to watch yeah, like there's a competitive advantage in that. And there's also a competitive advantage in your depth. You know, I think about like TJ mm-hmm. Yates back in the day, beating those right. Bengals teams like that gets you a playoff win. And then, or is your backup Connor Cook and you can't do it. Right. Um, and I, like, I think about like the Bengals and a team mm-hmm. that scrapes and claws. We just talked about how hard it would be for them to win their division, even though they're leading it. Um, and then you would have like Joe Burrow go on the COVID list. My heart would just go out. To oh, it's so thirsty it would for a sink. playoff. Absolutely. win.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, and I hope none of that happens. But yeah, right. it, it's it's, I think just worth acknowledging that like the season might be, like you might have a Super Bowl winning team that played a COVID ravaged team in the playoffs on their way to it. And we kind of have to start coming to grips with that possibility. And how are we going to respond to that as just as football fans, forget the, you know, vaccination status, forget the protocols, forget what you think about the rules or whatever, put all that aside and just think like, as a fan, how am I going to reconcile when, you know, the, Los Angeles Rams cruise to a Super Bowl victory because they went to Lambeau and the Packers were COVID ravaged at the time. Right. Like that could happen. Yeah, yeah. My advice: embrace the
0: chaos. Always, just embrace the chaos. Whatever happens, embrace the chaos because there's no there's no like going back from any of this, right? The 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 NFL they ended up postponing three games in Week 15 and then made a very clear statement that they do not plan to postpone any games going further, unless there are clear health and safety risks in terms of playing those games, in terms of like, uh, you know, uh, 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 uncontained uh, spread or anything like that, right? If a team has managed it well enough to where they were getting all the guys on the COVID list and they're getting all the tests done and they're responding in time, then as long as that's happening and that team can field 48 players, those 48 players will be playing on that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, right? That's just what this is going to be. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it is it's not a situation now to where you're going to see the NFL be willing to postpone. They want their playoffs, they want their championship runs. Like mm-hmm. you're going to see these teams play, even if somewhat deflated.
1: Yeah, and it, it always comes down to depth to some degree mm-hmm. in you know December and January when it's cold and people are getting hurt and you know whose backups can hold up. Yeah. Um, you obviously hope that doesn't happen at the quarterback position because that's obviously you know carries so much more weight than everything else, but. I don't necessarily mind a dynamic that rewards teams for going out and responsibly investing in their depth. You got 53 players on a team and you know, I, I, I've, cover a team that's very top heavy and Mm -hmm. that was like a thing going into the season it was a whole narrative mike zimmer even said it like they're top heavy they got all this money wrapped up in their top like 10 contracts and then the backups behind them were kind of bad because they couldn't go out and you know get a veteran for a million and a half they couldn't afford to do that so they've kind of been punished for that and i think that's really fair like i think that's Mm -hmm. a diet like that is a competitive thing that the vikings failed to do they got punished for that and i think if in the playoffs, a team that did a good job of getting depth gets rewarded for that. I, I think that's good, a good thing. It's going to be a very interesting playoff
0: run. It's going to be a very interesting postseason. And you know what, Luke? We get to cover it all right here every yes. Monday through Friday. You and I every so Tuesday excited. here on the Locked On NFL podcast. So you absolutely got to love it. We're going to be back here tomorrow with uh, Tony and James. We're going to go over power rankings this week. We no Tuesday games. So we're going to be able to actually get to the power rankings on time this week on the Wednesday <laughs> episode. So they're going to uh, get you set up for all of that as well as everything else going on around the NFL. Thanks as always making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day. Don't forget to check out Locked On Bets. Go ahead and win yourself some money. Your boy Q, handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They're here to help you get some of those holiday funds back for Luke Braun at Luke Braun nfl i am ross jackson at ross jackson nola on twitter thanks so much for joining us for another episode of locked on nfl here on the lockdown podcast network your team every day